0: How long do you think it would take to get to the sun if you took a Delta flight? <laughs> Delta flight boarding, to so you're the going, sun. commercial flight. Call it 450 miles an hour,
1: 500 miles an hour.
2: Oh man! Uh,
1: well, I think you'd incinerate before you got there, honestly. But hypothetically. <laughs>
2: This episode of Eclipse on Tap is brought to you by Underberg, the German herbal digestive that is a very special after-dinner drink and served in more than 100 countries as a crowning finale to gourmet meals or hearty snacks. But what about after a flight of sour beers? Or stouts. Or stouts or bold beers. If you're looking for something after a large meal, maybe it's a festive meal, maybe it's 4th of July grilling, you're feeling a little bloated and a little groggy grab an underberg to feel bright and alert i'm gonna grab one right now yes sir cheers welcome back to eclipse on tap the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general episode 70 70 70 folks with a crack and a very special crack of the bat a very special guest the one the only race chaser dad
3: i think we're going to change it up to
2: eclipse chaser
4: dad
1: eclipse
0: chaser dad Special for episode soon to 70. be retired Eclipse Chaser. No, oh, yeah, not I, not a retired Eclipse Chaser, well, but a this retired is kind of the retirement
1: guy. the retirement recording. We, yeah. we'll yeah, get it into is. it. But the it's. retirement party. Oh, thank uh, you. Race chaser's on the home stretch. Give me your glass yeah, yeah, there, pe- Matt.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So episode seventy. Let's cheers this uh, Oberon Eclipse is what we're drinking here from Bell's. It is of course a spinoff of their very popular Oberon beer, more for like a winter fall flavor. And, of course, it's themed after eclipses, so one that I think uh, has been circling we, around our refrigerators I mean, a lot lately. we can
1: taste this, but I'll tell you, I've had a few. I, I actually have. had one tonight with dinner. Yeah, I've had many. It's it's a much more malty version of Oberon, yes. which is an all-time summer classic, at least, well, I think it's pretty much nationwide. But in yeah. the Midwest, it's like your wife, Julia, will mm. celebrate Oberon Day in oh, the spring. Yeah. Cause she, it's the signaling of warm she, weather, change of seasons. She does.
2: So we'll cheers this uh, O'Reilly Eclipse to Show Eclipse Chaser does. dad. Cheers. Soon to Thank be you. retired from work and
0: certainly not retired from Eclipse Chasing. He's full-time uh,
1: Eclipse Chaser now.
0: Yeah. He's actually transitioning to Eclipse Chasing full-time. <laughs> yes. Hence the name change. <laughs> He's
3: got plenty of sky miles and hotel points. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so um, when, when is the, I know the answer to this, but for our, our listeners, when is the official retirement date?
3: December 15. It's a Friday. We got two weeks. We two got weeks. two weeks, folks. T minus two. Do you
1: have any fucks given anymore?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I really don't.
1: Been, I could have put like, myself in your shoes and I would just be like. Two weeks, uh, baby. The shipping <laughs> manager. two beers at lunch. Screw y'all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's shipping, so exciting. Shipping manager Burrito today.
3: He, he's out in the shipping office and he hollered my name and I didn't answer. And he's like, is he asleep in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, awesome! Uh, it
1: would be like burritos every day at lunch, couple of margaritas.
0: <laughs> yeah, quick time burritos. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, pretty casual. Wearing nice. a
1: swimsuit in the office. <laughs> Do you have any like uh, impending things that you got to tie up, or is it pretty much home stretch?
3: Home stretch. Uh, a few things I've got to pass along to my successor, but uh, no, today I I was doing a few things out on the floor. Successor went down to uh, Murfreesboro today, Nashville. For the Christmas party down there, but I've got Ooh, a busy nice. I got a busy weekend anyway, so I didn't go. Oh, okay, but uh, I might go down to the one in Alabama because I think a lot of people from Tennessee will be at that one too. Yeah,
4: so, mm-hmm.
3: and if I go down, I, I even if I drove, I could stop into Murphy's say hey to everybody. And and you there. can always see the Rockets too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: the Douglas Space yeah. Center down there in Huntsville.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll have time to do that. Yeah.
2: Yep. You yep. have time to do whatever you, know. you please. We're
3: also damn envious.
2: Yeah. So fourteen days uh after having worked for how many years at this company?
3: Since our well, this company thirty eight years. Wow. Jesus and man. one of our competitors five before that, just under five. And then just under ten on the railroad before that. So and then prior to that, you know, little kid jobs work you know, dishwashing at a country club and that kind of thing. So sure. since, I was, since I was fourteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: So, it's gonna feel it's gonna feel good. Oh, it'll what, feel what the hell are you going to do with all your time besides <laughs> ecl-
3: uh, chase eclipses? Well, the Porsche is going back on the road. I love it. I'm thinking that if the Porsche is worth what people are telling me it's worth, the Porsche might get sold and get a different one. I, I saw maybe, one. Maybe a bass boat. Yeah. Mike actually
1: sent me one this week. This is off topic, but it's the, <coughs> it's it's the, the retirement yeah. uh, episode. Um, 55, and it had been painted pretty well. It was like a... Kind of a silver blue, with tan interior. It was a sharp looking
3: car. I think you sent that to me. Oh, did I? Yeah. Fifty five yeah, as 55. in fifty five K.
2: Okay, oh, sorry, I yeah, thought you I meant know. from the year
3: fifty. No, no, yeah.
1: it was. I think it was an
2: eighty three.
1: Okay,
3: wow. So yeah, all the yeah, older high ones high mileage. Like yeah, I, yeah, it had more miles than mine. Uh, what does the, yours the have the, on it? One hundred forty something, one hundred forty two, one hundred forty three, something like that. But I, the ones that I've seen, like in Panorama magazine, the Porsche, National Porsche magazine for the club members, and uh, the website, uh, just Porsche.org uh, for the U.S., for the club, the least expensive one on there was 72000 So when I called to take mine in, I said, you know, hey, I've got a nineteen eighty nine eleven 911 SC Targa. Uh, I've got to do this, this, and this to it. Uh, he goes I said, What do you think that thing's worth? And I thought I couldn't understand him. I th- I couldn't understand if he said six or seven thousand or sixteen again, sir. <laughs> or sixteen or seventeen thousand. So when I walked in, the first thing I asked him, I said, Did you say six or seven thousand? or sixteen or seventeen? He goes, No, I said sixty or seventy and that's in the condition it's in. He goes, We get it running for you, it could be worth up to ninety. So i yeah. I was stunned. I was just, just shocked. Just Oh, yeah. yeah dollar, was, dollar bills, y'all.
2: The yeah. Porsche uh, is going to, to live again, and uh, that's exciting.
3: And the guys are there are excited about it. Oh, so, yeah. Uh,
2: they, they
1: don't get the opportunity oh. to work on a car like that all that often. I, no. That's I prime think. time for yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: Porsche there is no substance <laughs> <laughs> we were actually talking i think uh, maybe a few episodes ago what's the 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 one that's like minimum 150 is it the 911 gtr or gt3 gt3
0: gt3 yeah. Yeah. yeah the
2: gt3 actually comes in a underberg green color if you like oh yes underberg we green we can
3: we could get that arranged for you dad <laughs> they actually there was a guy years ago in the club that had a Martini edition 924 okay. he had a white 914 and he had a... A white 914? A, Was a that a white, factory color? Yeah, a white 914 and a uh, lime green 911, uh, at the time probably a 911 S, and they called it the Gimlet. Oh. 9/11. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah some, lime, some roses lime juice colored yeah. Uh, Porsches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's awesome. Speaking of Porsches, um, this is kind of... Actually, this will be a good segue well, into... Let's get into the
1: team car, speaking of Porsches. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. But good segue into a, a very awesome uh, event that took place this month of November, which was the Starship launch. We'll get to that in a minute. But did you see anyone yesterday was the uh, Cybertruck, Tesla Cybertruck release event? So it's now oh, officially yeah. made available to the public. I did see that. And one of the... They did... What was interesting is, you know, this insane looking vehicle. It looks like it's from like a a three D model or something that didn't get finished or rendered. But they did a um like a, a quarter mile test yeah, with I the Cybertruck versus the nine eleven, Porsche nine eleven. And the Cybertruck was towing a Porsche nine eleven. <laughs> and it still beat it. It was yeah. wild. It was wow. It's zero to what is it, zero to sixty and two point six. I think they
1: call it Beast Mode is like the highest end one you can yeah. get. And Cyber that, Beast. Yeah, Cyber yeah. Beast or something like that. And it's zero 60 and like yeah, 2.6, point six, two point 6.5 or it something, has something ridiculous 11,000
2: foot pounds of torque
1: that's
4: great
2: <laughs> it weighs a freaking ton though because <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's all steel oh yeah and then the batteries in that thing have got away
2: cold rolled steel yeah yeah
1: uh rogan uh elon was on rogan and he drove the Cybertruck in and they it's bulletproof and so joe is a big archer and he's like, can I fire an arrow at it? So he t- <laughs> I fr- it was like a heavy gauge bow, too. like a, a legit bow. He's like, this thing should be able to rip right through it. And I guess it barely made a mark wow. on it. Wow.
2: Yeah, huh. it's a pretty impressive looking vehicle. But um, but yeah, that was the big, re- big release yesterday. Um, my good friend who we mentioned before, um, Eric Ball, who works for Tesla, he ha- he's getting one. Is he? Yeah, oh, yeah. he's got it on order. It's like, he, he What's crazy the price point on those things <laughs> they, stay the rear wheel drive one, which why would you get, you don't, yeah? I mean, you yeah, want to go all wheel. Well, he uh, lives in Texas. He could get away with it. True. He probably gets it.
1: Well, he does get a deal.
2: I think the rear wheel is like 65. The the middle tier all wheel drive is like 80. And then the cyber beast one is like a hundred K. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy.
3: That's not that bad, though. I mean, I would have thought it was higher than that. I mean, you can spend that on a Silverado. You could oh, spend yeah. that on a Today Pickup truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. An F-150 King Ranch Edition or whatever. Oh, you
3: can go yeah. well into
1: hundred grand on those.
3: Yeah. You want to tow your fifth wheel around, you're going to take some, it's going to take some change to pull yeah. that baby. Yep. Yeah.
4: Oh.
2: Yeah, so it is officially uh, out to the public now. But but yeah, good segue into, of course, Elon's other venture, which is SpaceX and what I would call a very successful uh second test launch of Starship, the BFR.
0: Yeah. I Amazing. saw the launch, did they land it? No. No. They it it exploded. Oh. It exploded. In, intentionally again? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's uh
0: Somebody
1: it, sneezed and hit the button.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well
0: that, that was two billion
4: dollars <laughs> whoops no. we,
0: we were on track to land it and then no was that the plan to land it <laughs> yeah no? so, well, okay. the, the plane
5: over there used
2: <laughs> 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 it was uh it was intended that the uh, orbiter was gonna they did the hot staging that was a big a big um, first step uh, a technique of actually launching the the the, th- the second stage like actively yeah, deployed yeah, yeah it's wild completely. i mean i didn't uh i guess that's the it's the first time they've ever hot staged a vehicle anywhere near that size and um the technique in general is not very commonly used mm-hmm. it was developed by mm-hmm. the russians way back and it just is it's risky right You're, you think about it like that thing yeah. is firing off before it even disconnects but it worked perfectly the orbiter went did did off it in get space. into
1: orbit then because i know d- right, right, they lost po- it they just blew it up
2: i don't know if they if- blew it up or if they lost or lost, like, tracking on it or or what, but uh, they intended for both the... I I know the the center booster was going to try to land, I think, off the coast of Hawaii, just, like, in the water, but still, like, you know, launch its um, burn for the, the landing and whatnot. But overall, I mean, I think getting off the pad very cleanly, all 36 of the... Raptor engines lit cleanly. Yeah. Whereas before in the first launches, There like it's three set, or four yeah, missing. Six yeah. or seven, I think, by the end yeah. of it. Just all the dust that had been inhaled because he didn't have a a deluge or any sort no, of...
3: No suppression system. No suppression yeah. whatsoever.
2: Yeah, yeah. So with the the deluge system, suppression system, all of that worked perfectly, it seemed. Well, I don't know about perfectly, but well enough to, to get it from, from uh, doing what it did the first time.
1: The, the okay. amount of money... Like, I, I know this is a necessary step in like getting it ready to launch humans. But you just look at that and it's like the amount of money each one of these things costs. Yeah, It's just insane to me. And, and it's just like, ah, oh, blow it up.
0: Like the one that was
1: teetering a little bit and they just blew
0: it up yeah. on the landing pad. It's wild. Like, yeah. If you're sitting, oh, this one's meant to be, if you're sitting in uh, the crew for dear moon right now, you're, you're kind of going, I think we're postponed. Yeah. I think <laughs> we're sure. postponed at least a couple of years. Pretty
2: sure we're Maybe. postponed. Yeah. Um, I did. So that took place on Saturday, the 18th of November. Um, And it was an early morning launch. The sun was just cresting over the horizon. It was absolutely insane views. So
1: cool. That's that video from Eric.
2: Yeah. So Eric, speaking of him, um, he was, I think in Buffalo, New York for work or something. And I asked him, he had, he had seen the first one down in Boca Chica. I asked him if he's going to go to the second. And he was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm in Buffalo for work. And then, like, the day before, he's like, I, I figured it out. I, I changed my flights or whatever. I'm going. So, he got to see it again. And uh, You
1: think Elon lets the, like, that's a national holiday at Tesla? Like, if you want to leave and go watch the launch, go for it? It'd be
2: cool.
3: I doubt it, though.
1: Yeah. Knowing Elon. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Bringing the 85-inch TVs into the showroom. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 yeah, pizza party and some TVs. Yeah, <laughs> Let's get some Little Caesars
1: for
3: you guys. A slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: But it, it looked so amazing. His video was awesome. Did you hear the woman in the background? I texted him. I was yeah. like, "That's a, that yeah. video is awesome. But the woman in the background. Was it Sarah Jessica potty Parker? Mouth.
3: So annoying. Oh, oh well, so annoying. I didn't have the volume and on. Like just potty mouth big yeah. time.
2: Yeah, oh. he was like, everyone was so, it was it was obnoxious. She was just like,
4: holy shit. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. Over and easy over, man. Yeah. Probably for the entire. You give yourself a stroke. The entire yeah. five
2: minute video should just nonstop, full tilt, 100% volume. Yeah. Um, But he said it was incredible. Um, we should listen to it on and yeah. the mic. Yeah, for sure. I'll pull it up while we talk about <laughs> How it. How far
1: away is he watching? It looks like it's close to a mile.
2: I think it's like five miles. Oh, is something. it really? I okay. think so. They might be yeah. zoomed
1: in, so it gives a false sense.
2: It's like on the beach over there. I mean, Boca Chica is essentially right on the mexican border like and right you're kind of near the water down there so um yeah for viewing it looks like some incredible space you know space to view but like, yeah um i know down at cape canaveral obviously there's the bridge there's not, different not that areas you're talking about
1: it. we do have a map in front of us we with do the 2024 totality path
2: yes we'll get into that for sure maybe here in the second half um where does it say, it say boca chica on there i don't know but yeah here i'll pull up the video from eric it's pretty fantastic. Not There's, there's it. no Boca Chica on here. That's okay. Um, we do have uh, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Yeah, that was, that was a town I did not know existed. Truth or Consequences. The okay. fighting commodores of Truth or Consequences. <laughs> here is uh, Eric's video from, from 1118. We'll play just the beginning here.
1: Oh, I can already hear... She's a Karen, for sure.
4: Karen.
2: The sound hasn't even hit yet. Here it comes. <laughs> Here comes the rip. Here comes the rip.
0: That is a sick rip. You
1: imagine being next to her at the eclipse. You're just like oh. wanting to take in the moment, and she's
4: just.
3: <laughs> that would be the old uh, hockey uh, elbow to the mouth.
0: It reminds me of Will Ferrell in Old School when he's on fire. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it burns <laughs> You're not on fire. I feel like it's it's absolutely acceptable
2: and appropriate even in those moments to exclaim out and just like with the eclipse. I mean, think about what it was uh, Ben, right? From Texas. Yeah. Oh my God, it's amazing. Like he yeah. just, uh, you know, you, I, but to an extent, right? Like not like that.
1: <laughs> when I saw my first launch last winter in Florida, mm-hmm. I, I did drop some holy shits because it, it is just like, yeah. especially at night when it just, it looked like daylight outside. It was insane how bright it got. And it w- we were, I think, eight miles south of Cape Canaveral. so mm. And it still lit up the whole sky. Wow. It's awesome.
3: That would be that would be a retirement uh, thing to do, too, Just go there down and go. launch a launch. Just chase okay. launches. Yeah. yeah,
2: Launch chaser, uh, eclipse chaser, you race can get, chaser. Gotta it's gotta get you pretty a good, cheap down there.
1: Get you a good camera. You could be the official EOT. Uh, well, we do have EOTNN news tonight, oh, we which do, we'll yeah? get to in a minute at the sports desk. Yes. Um, but you could be the <laughs> official EOTNN. EOT News Network correspondent, ah. correspondent, photographer on site, broadcaster.
0: You go. Work
3: for beer,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> and you go, berg's.
0: Yeah. beer and bergs.
2: Um, but yeah, so the Starship launch though was incredible. It sounds like they and you know we had talked last uh, month about uh, we had recorded just before and they had dealt with such FAA issues leading up to this one because the first one was so detrimental to the
3: <laughs> to the environment. <laughs> Right. It, it <laughs> fucked some stuff up, to put it lightly. It threw chunks of concrete, 1,500, 1,800 feet. It, was it incinerated the yeah. launch pad.
2: Yeah. Crater. Yeah. yeah. So so knowing now that that they have uh, the the system's proof of concept now working for what the FAA needed them to prove, which was great, um, I think Elon said they are going to try to launch again before Christmas even. The,
1: whole, the only thing killed on that launch was a bunch of fossil fuel. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of fossil fuel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can you imagine? Like, um, it, what does it carry? How many thousands of gallons of fuel? Oh my gosh, I don't even I, know. Just, no idea. It's got to be like a like a just a fire hose of fuel going into those rockets.
3: Or well, they like on the old Apollo days, they did all that water. Well, all the launches, they did all the water for the suppression. Yeah. But it also took the shock away. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. just for the heat, so ever, the pad wouldn't melt. It was just for the suppressing all that at power you know, yeah just crazy yeah, yeah the sound
2: energy that can do a lot of damage it's wild but the amount of water they're pumping into those systems too so much water so much fuel
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you would think they'd know that from testing it you know right i mean their test stand has to have that suppression system when they did the first launch yeah because they're,
1: they're doing static launches where it's, it's just like sitting there burning a hole in the ground like how did they not know
2: that was going to happen I have no idea. For the first time, in, the first launch was um, no so, no water suppression ever, and yet it's the world's po- most powerful operational rocket. And so it blew out windows in Boca, T- Boca Chica, Texas. Like, people's houses were just, like,
1: shaking. <laughs> is <this> covered <laughs> by my
2: homeowner's plan?
0: <laughs> uh, no, rockets are not on your umbrella plan. <laughs> so, yeah. Flying so the- concrete is not covered. Right. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Uh, the FAA was like, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> you
1: you might have flood insurance in the north, in the south you have rocket insurance. Yeah,
2: rocket debris insurance. Um, also, speaking of debris, I know we're bouncing around a bit, but I have to say, yesterday I saw like um, in the news it was just like one of those this in this day in history, and I can't I know it was in the 50s, but yesterday November 30th. Um, in history was the day that that woman was hit by that meteor. Remember, oh, we saw yeah, it? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, the fat yeah. lady. Yeah. yeah, I saw it back up on the screen. I saw the photo. I'm sorry, again.
1: the slightly obese woman.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but the um, she had a a welt. Yeah, have you she, seen this, Dad? No, she didn't oh, die. She didn't no, die. die. No. She didn't die. Hang on, hang on, yeah, Nathan's we can, got. It. Well, we the,
3: the injury was cauterized immediately, though. Right. Yeah, it's
2: like a gigantic, just carbon burnt mark. Yeah, it's wild, but yeah, that was uh. November 30th,
0: whatever, 19, yeah, it'll probably say there, 50-something. The odds of that happening <laughs> are pretty pretty slim. <laughs> extremely <laughs> slim.
2: That's no
1: birthmark, sir.
0: <laughs> Isn't that wild? How big wow. was the thing, too? Oh, uh, it, it
1: must have been the size of a softball, maybe. Yeah. 1954 wow. it was. Did it, what did we say, it hit like a record player and then hit her or something? Yeah. It was a big bruiser yeah. from the sky. It
2: went through her, uh, her ceiling, or her roof, I mean, and it hit something, like a, I think it was a record player or, it or the, something. Or the ra- no, maybe it was the... The credenza.
0: Hit a pot <laughs> of chili on the stove. Before, t- like,
2: the radio... Um, yeah. ra- the radio dial. <laughs> that would have been great. The to credenza.
0: Get, to get, like, a super slow-mo of it hitting your belly. <laughs> it would be, like, one of those uh, Smarter Every Day videos.
2: <laughs> Here on Smarter Every Day, we are going to reenact the November 30th, 1954 meteorite hit into the abdomen of this, this woman. Come um, on, let's
0: finish this guy up. Yeah, yeah, so for, sure. Next. for sure. for
2: um, <clears throat> sure. So to to consider the fact that Starship may launch again um, before Christmas, I know Elon's always really aggressive with his plans, so I don't know if it'll actually happen. But to know that they have enough of the boosters and stuff like already built, they're just oh,
1: he had he tweeted a photo the other day with I think I don't
2: know five
1: six of the Starships, yeah. all kind of in this silo of Starships, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, those are the final. Six or whatever it is.
2: Yeah, they've got them, like, wow. rocked, rocked and ready to go. And I saw a video of, uh, I think it was Everyday Astronaut. Um, shout out to him. Had some insane footage as well from the launch. But he had some footage of walking through Starbase. And the infrastructure they've built, obviously, buildings kind of like uh, VAB style, like big, gigantic, you know, warehouses yeah. and stuff. And then you see the starships and you see the boosters all just standing there. It looks like something out of, like, Star Trek or something. Yeah, It's, it's just... Crazy, but but yeah, definitely shout out to Everyday Astronaut. He had uh, incredible footage of the launch and had s- so much uh, effort and, and money and uh, resources spent on that. He had like a full team of people. They had a bunch of different remote cameras, uh, tracking cameras, so people that were actually following it up with like different levels of zoom and it was all 4K. So I had that pulled up with the actual official live stream and it was, yeah, they did a fantastic job everyday astronaut I gave him a shout out on the YouTube and you can do like a like a super boost or super comment they call it where it's like you know you, it's like a little donation to his page I think I did like three bucks yeah but then it highlights it and so I said cheers from the Eclipse on tap crew and and he mentioned it I think he said something on the live stream
4: oh That's nice cool. yeah because mm, nice. he's like reading cool. the highlighted yeah. comments yeah
2: so yeah he's uh and he's one of the dear moon members isn't he yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> buckle up tight Yeah. He, wait no he yeah, he's one of the guys. He's, he's going. going on yeah. it? He's go- yeah, he's going oh, around Jesus. the moon. Tim yeah. Tim Dodd is his oh, name. And yeah. He got selected as a finalist. Oh. <laughs> I did not. I did not get selected. Sorry, bud. I think Sorry, I just sweat myself oh. a little.
0: <laughs> I didn't make it past oh. round,
2: round two. You so. made it past round one, though. <laughs>
0: I did, yeah. Well, all you had to do was reply to the email they sent. Matt and I just didn't do it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it takes it takes a strong man to respond. It does. You got to be like, you know what? I am one step closer to his launching myself.
1: Hi, my name's David. <laughs> I'm oh go man. To the
2: moon. Orbit the moon in the starship. Wow. So yeah, Tim Dodd, he's this just this YouTuber. It started out with space um, space videos where he was trying I think his Where's slogan he based? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I know his, his slogan is cool though. It's like bringing space down to earth for everyday people or something like that was his whole thing. Right. Um, kind of a similar, uh, passion, I guess for just making get getting people enthused about space and space travel and everything. Yeah. But he goes deep in his videos. I mean, he has videos on there about like the specific mechanics of the, fuel gauges in the starship like insanely detailed like, oh yeah, yeah this is his full-time job for sure okay so he uh he's fantastic though if you're if you're not i'm sure most of our listeners um already know who tim dot is but yeah follow him everyday astronaut really cool footage some awesome footage from the starship where so zoomed in and like you could see the uh heat tiles like falling off and stuff and just the debris and it was just
0: wild Wow, That's awesome.
4: Really impressive yeah. video.
3: Cool. I was going to say, that Andy Weir that wrote The Martian did research like that, and the NASA guys were all just going, holy cow, this guy's really into this. And he really made the, the book is much different than the movie, obviously, mm-hmm. like most are. But the book was a great book. And, and they said kudos to him for looking up everything that he looked up to get it into the book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Making it realistic. Uh, what well, yeah. What did you say the name was? The Martian. Andy Weir. Andy okay. Weir. In fact, I wrote him. Oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wrote him on a I note. I wrote him an email and said, hey, you know, that's the best book I've re- read in 40 years. Yeah. And he answered me. Yeah. Just, oh, thank you so much. And I'm just a yeah. nice guy.
2: That's awesome. Andy Weir. That's cool. And Isn't uh,
3: the movie
1: based on that? The Martian? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 yeah that's not, not as good but as it's the book. It's it's I Hollywood. know, but it's Hollywooded it's up. Yeah.
3: But then the next one that I read from him was the Hail Mary where he's going out to uh, figure out why the earth and all these other planets are being destroyed. What's destroying them? And it was more fantasy for Mm. sure, but it was a good book too. Hmm.
2: More, Mm. more on the sci, the fi side of sci-fi. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's a great book. And I do, I do appreciate the technical analytical side of that, of that book. It definitely brings things to life uh, for what, a space travel to Mars would look like. Um,
1: I've got I've got so much on this topic right now. because yeah. I'm just itching on the EOTNN <coughs> news desk let, let over go. here. Go. Let, let it rip. Let it rip. Dude. All right. <laughs> <laughs> play it. Play it. Come on. Play it. Uh, so I I got deep into the and I, he's just he's like my life coach Joe Rogan interviewed David Grush. Dave Grush who is the air force guy that testified before congress about all that he knew as a um he was he was like in spy operations in the military and then got into like the ufo stuff um and like how many have we recovered do we have biologics blah blah blah.
2: was that the uh, project blue book is that the program i think that was the program yeah yeah. but (laughs)
1: they got into this topic you know as they were they got into the idea of ufos and what are they and where are they from and these all these different things and he's like you know you gotta understand that like the way that we think of like propulsion propulsion systems like spacex nasa whoever is is not what like if they have brought these ships here that's not the way that they travel And, you know, talking about how you can basically, you know, either through a wormhole or through the bending of space and time, go like for us, what might be 100,000 light years for us could be, you know, just down the street if you had this type of technology that could could morph
2: the space around it. Bend the fabric of space itself, wow.
1: Which, you know, you talk about a three-month trip to Mars, Mm -hmm. you know, think about that if you could be there. This afternoon. Like flying to like, uh, Tennessee.
3: Yeah. What's what's current technology? What would it take? Six months? I, yeah. Three I, I thought I it believe, was
0: three. I believe it's like no, it's like six to get to Mars now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is it six? Yeah. 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 Oh. Even yeah. when we're closest to it? I think so, yeah. yeah. I thought it was three. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. And the um yeah. we can Google that. Yeah. Fact check it. But I mean, just like you start thinking
1: about the scope of everything. Like, you know our solar system is so minuscule in the scheme of everything, you know, our galaxy is minuscule in the scheme of things. Yeah, Like just, it, you know, you start thinking about that and all the possibilities that are out there. It's insane.
2: It is. And, um, yeah, if you consider bending S- seven months. months, seven months. Okay.
1: Is that because of how far we are away right now? Or is that at its closest point, it would still take us seven months.
3: It would take seven months. I think they launched
2: yeah. at the closest point.
3: Yeah. The
1: thing that that gets me so much too is like you start looking at models of that and what that looks like and how you're timing Mars orbit and when it gets like if my microphone is the sun when it gets over here we're leaving Earth here and we're going that way to meet it meet up with it
3: yeah, over or Rendezvous. There. Rendezvous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's the crazy thing about how spread out just our solar system is mm-hmm. Mars but is seven months away doing it, That's if we're traveling at 24,000 miles an hour. Yeah. But th- you also that's have crazy, to keep yeah.
1: in mind that that's using our technology and the physics that we know, you know, and mm-hmm. there's, there's endless possibilities of what could exist out there in terms of different propulsion systems and, you know, materials that aren't here on earth and different gravity. Yeah, yeah. Different ways different to gravitational
0: for, uh, systems, manipulate gravitational systems. Yeah. Guess how long it would take to get to Pluto. Oh, I'm gonna A say long time. I'm gonna twenty say, years? No, no, longer years? than
1: that. It's in it's at least into the triple digits years. No, not it, that long. We past it. Yeah,
2: Voyager has passed it. Nine years, five months. Oh, nine years. That yeah, was <laughs> what, triple digits of days. That's <laughs> what Voyager, what? Voyager took about what, 20, 25 years to get Earth, didn't it? I, I thirty was years say, to get out of the solar system.
1: I thought it was like thirty <clears> years just <throat> to get to Pluto. Um, so have
3: you guys seen this guy? He's a British, yeah. he's a scientist, astrophysicist yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, I, I just have, saw I a know. thing that the somebody asked him in an interview. What What's a, his name? Brian Cox, mm. C O X. Uh, he's not L C O C. Yeah, okay. he uh, he's. Uh, they asked him, you know, what what amazes you? And he goes, Well, you know, I th- sit and I think about it. He goes, It's nothing that you know. You just research standard facts. anybody can look it up. He goes, but there in our galaxy are 200 million stars. And he goes, you look at that, and it takes 100,000 years to cross our galaxy if you're traveling at the speed of light. Right. Wow. We're so, not even close So, today. So he says, then you go look out at the known universe, what the universe we can see, and we can see 200 million million galaxies. Earth. Can we see that many? Yeah. Holy well, with the new space telescope. 200 yeah. million million. Right. Whew. Yeah. So he's he's just like gone. That's what amazes me. And he goes, and that's he goes. We don't know if the current universe is infinite because we can't see the whole thing. Right? Right. We don't know if it is actually finite. And you you know you tell a little kid that the sky goes forever. One of the things that amazed me when I was little is how far does the sky go? But <clears throat> then you look at that and you go, what what's considered the universe is from the Big Bang. How far? How does it expand? It, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So that you know these guys are looking at it. And he goes. We don't even know if we know where the whole thing is yet. We don't even know if it is infinite. We don't know. We don't know how big it is. Yeah, yeah.
2: there's just there's no so many unknowns. Yeah, yeah.
1: The and th- they were talking about that too, like with uh, James Webb, how they're now thinking that the Big Bang was much much further back than what we previously thought, and the way that they're measuring that is how quickly galaxies are moving apart from each other, mm. and so for them to get where they are now, you kind of have to like reverse engineer it and find out where it all started
0: and hmm. how long it took everything
1: to get where it is now
0: it's wild question um fun fact here how long do you think <coughs> it would take to get to the sun if you took a delta flight <laughs> delta flight boarding <laughs> to so the you're sun, going, commercial flight call it 450 miles an hour 500 miles an hour
3: oh man uh
1: well, I think you'd incinerate before you got there honestly. Well, the speed, <laughs>
3: hypothetically <laughs> the speed of light actually, it takes the light from the sun to get to well, us eight, eight minutes, minutes at yeah. the speed of light, yeah. so at twenty years, five hundred miles an hour, yeah uh,
0: yeah i am hundred years clueless
2: nineteen well, years, nineteen years, wow. going five
0: hundred and fifty miles an hour, that's a lot of flight that's crazy yeah. when you think about it, yeah, how you know many, think it's gets right here <laughs> no. it, I mean it is really right here now, how many years do you think it would take to walk to the sun? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nine (laughs) hundred and one.
4: Thirty
0: five hundred years to walk to the sun doing three miles an hour walking. Wow. How many? Thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred years. Wow. Yeah. So. uh, All right. That's all I got for now. I'll be back in a moment.
3: (laughs) (laughs) How long would it take for uh, a
0: snail to.
3: (laughs) The antithesis of uh, Brian Cox is there was a British woman that they were talking to on the street and she says, well, England is like. Five or six hours ahead of the United States all the time. Why can't they just tell us what's going to happen in five or six hours? <laughs>
2: oh no, Australia
3: is a full day ahead of us. This, this is an American woman, correct?
2: <laughs> oh no. Yeah, they can. They can just tell us what's going to happen.
5: Wow. Jesus. Um, I was gonna. I was that, gonna mention that, ladies and gentlemen,
2: is the end of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go into phase into the break here, I wanted to mention, because we were talking about, you, you said, was that like, if you're to look through a telescope, you could see at max 200 million million galaxies, right? Yeah, well, the, that's
3: what space, you know, telescopes. Says. With space telescope, yeah, right. Like yeah. not, not with any of
2: mine.
0: But
1: When, when you see the dike, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just I just I have got, to. I got more facts when you guys are ready. So <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Let me go first, then Matt, yeah. then you. We'll, we'll phase into the break with that fact. <laughs> when you look at like what, Portion of the sky um, that like Hubble or James Webb actually is like focusing on. If you're looking at like the you know all of your surroundings, you're looking at like a pinhead that they're looking at that has like a million galaxies in it. And then you you think about all right, if a million galaxies are right there. Then you multiply that by everything you can see, yeah. Yeah, everything that's
3: observable. Yeah. Insane. And they take a hundred thousand light years, a galaxy our size, to go across at the speed of light. Right. You know, and you're looking at that many of them.
1: Yeah. In order to travel as an alien, you would have to be able to bend. It just, even if you could go the speed of light, you couldn't get there fast oh, enough.
4: May
0: <laughs> I? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <All right. laughs> so if the nearest star, so if we're going to travel to Proxima Centauri, yeah. if we were to travel there, if Voyager was going to travel there, if it was going to the nearest star right now. How we'll, fast is it at the speed of light to start with? Four, I think four point two years. That's what I thought. I thought it was a couple of years. Okay, four point two years at the speed of light to get yeah. to the nearest we're t- we're star. Yes. Wow. How long do you think it's going to take Voyager to get to the nearest star? Uh, Shoot, it took many, many years to get out of the solar system. Yeah, like thirty something. Right? Yeah. Or 50. Um, this
3: is going to um, this is going to blow your mind. Uh, two million. Uh, fifty thousand years. I was going to say something more on the order of maybe. Twenty five hundred.
0: Matt's closest seventy three thousand years. All right, seventy three thousand. Yeah, yeah. And the Voyager is going how fast? That's from a NASA website. And that's so. our
1: closest neighbor out of yeah. how many million or billion stars are in yeah. Milky Way?
2: Isn't that crazy though? That's insane. Really, uh, the scale of things Man. is. In
0: pfft. the second half, we're going to continue to fuck your mind up. <laughs> some of these. Uh, some of these question prompts yeah. on Google are just like, are these actual questions people have asked because <laughs> I'm just going like, what, what is happening here?
2: The snail question? Yeah,
0: but um, do humans age in space?
4: <laughs> people should not have that. That is coming from luck. a troll
0: farm or something. Oh, man. Or, um, they're, or they're from Kentucky. How many years till sun? the sun eats earth? Let's check on that one. Oh, that, uh, that's actually eats though five five billion yeah i was gonna say they they
1: they do know when the sun's gonna all right we're
0: we're good it's about middle age the sun's middle age now yeah (coughs) um wild so yeah what else Um, did you have matt you were gonna tag on
2: this is uh still astronomy based um well good it's a podcast about space (laughs) beer and all celestial things (laughs) yes absolutely so this is really exciting this just opened this summer or sorry, actually, it looks like it opened in 2022. But I, I was not aware of this until recently. It's called Hemlock Crossing Public Observatory. It is a new observatory in West Olive. And it's, it's free. Say. And you can just go to it whenever you want. Um, it's not the one in the Grand, the Grand Rapids uh, Amateur Astronomy Association manages one, the Veen Observatory, that has two silos. And that's in Lowell, I think. That's in Lowell, yeah. Kissing, yeah. Kissing Rock. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. So, so this one just has one silo one dome one dome uh, but it has it's free for public viewing you can also set aside uh, I think it was $50 for a private viewing session hmm. and you get it for the whole night by yourself hmm. so I was like boys, boys let's can, get
1: boys road trip can you we can record in? from there the can, whole, you, can whole you log night? in
3: you log um, in and look at what other people are looking at.
2: I'm not sure. It's closed now. I think for the winter, maybe. All right, but it has a 16-inch. Uh, has a 16-inch Schmidt Cassegrain telescope inside of it. I think shit. We got that. That's what I, guess, got. I got a 16-inch Dob. Yeah, Cassegrain is like the. <laughs> I got a six-inch. It's, it's the kind. It's a shorter body. The shorter body. Yeah. 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 Fun
1: fact: uh, Did you know um, Dan Lamb's dad? dr lamb had an observatory in their house no yeah in their house well and they lived in chicago or like the suburbs of northwest suburbs of chicago like you got so much damn light pollution around you but no he was he was a brilliant guy you remember yeah yeah Yeah. and um yeah he had a a dome retractable roof everything on there
2: that's awesome in his bedroom Yeah. yeah so this is the that silo being put in last summer um so it's it's awesome and it's they have uh, viewing sessions that are guided by like someone that just works for Ottawa County um, that knows what they're talking about and through the I think it was like the at the SAA like shoreline
3: amateur Astronomers Association I, I was gonna say the Kalamazoo Club has a scope out in Arizona that you can log in and use you oh, join cool. the Kalamazoo Club and they've got one out there they've got one in Kalamazoo too but they've got one out so you in just Arizona. get like a live feed of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can and you control can, where it goes. And you can log in and you can control it. You have to reserve oh, sweet. it. You have yeah. to reserve it for an hour or two or whatever you want to do. Like if you're going to do an exposure. That is a really cool idea. Yeah. Brian Barker is a member of that.
2: That's a really cool idea. That's awesome. So I saw cool. that, though. I thought West Olive, obviously, the uh, out at the cottage uh, in the summertime be pretty sweet. David, do you
1: have so? uh, cold bergs for the break? I do. Yes. I sure do perfect timing sure do. Um, Let's do Yeah, it. we'll
2: settle into the berg break presented Talk by eclipse is next talking eclipse is next the, we get we show. get
1: more from the EOTNN news desk as well but yeah we'll Don't uh, go away.
2: we'll we'll phase into the break presented by underberg and uh it gets you to the second half of what you're doing just like it'll get us into the second half of this podcast so cheers, cheers.
1: eclipse on tap is also brought to you by speciation artisan ales one of our favorite spots.
2: The best sour ales in town, if best, not
0: anywhere. The best for a, a, a end of bike ride stop, which is what we usually do.
2: We go for the sour ales. They've also
1: got ciders, seltzers, wines, underberg. Yeah, really anything I mean, you can need. Yeah. Very unique, awesome flavors. Get a flight. I mean, you can taste a number of different types of beers, ciders, whatever you're. Palette desires.
2: Absolutely, located on Wealthy Street in Grand Rapids. Check it out. All right, uh, welcome back from the break. We are entering now the Berg break. Let's put them uh, up.
0: Put em up. Come on. Clank them. Clank them. Clank
2: them.
1: Get let, in there. Let Race it. chaser doesn't want one.
0: I'm good. No. Right. Let it
3: percolate, bitches. He's happy
0: with the way his, his intestines fell.
3: I had a good movement before I came over. So if you would like, uh, while you guys are enjoying your uh bergs, uh, would you like to hear a little something from Dr. Brian Cox? Yes, Yes, I'd love to.
5: Yes. The point of the show really is the things we've discovered about the universe. As I said, the end of time inside black holes. Or the fact that there are two trillion galaxies. Two trillion in the piece of the universe we can see. I don't think anyone knows what that means. And no even professional astronomers, you can't even picture those numbers. And so the real one of the real points of the show is to just allow people to think about the meaning of it all. Um, with the information that we've got the the key to science is being not only comfortable with not knowing but being excited about it first of all you have to admit it right there. that you don't know everything and secondly it's it's like exploration it's that you have to go to the horizon to the edge of knowledge mm. and look into the darkness not with fear but with excitement and that that's that's the only thing you need to be a scientist
1: yeah that's where i would freak out a little bit even leaving Earth, earth's atmosphere
3: I love listening to him because he's so excited about it. Yeah,
4: yeah. you know, he's yeah. Yeah.
1: He can yeah. hear the passion. He's the, just,
3: he's the kind of guy that you would think would <laughs> to sit and listen to him
0: and Jim Lovell talk would be insane. Oh man! Oh yeah! You know, yeah! I yeah! Mean,
3: that would be that would be crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. him and any of the yeah. any of the Apollo yeah. legends, yeah. Gene Cernan. Man. I mean, it's Ken Mattingly on Yeah, it's been a while since we had somebody um, go far enough away from Earth to see the full. Circle of the earth, you know, like yeah. the Apollo. What do guys they call that
1: when they come back or when you can see Earth? It's uh, there's a f- term for it. Um, but like how you can finally see it as just what it is, not like all you know, all the BS that's going on now with wars and you know, territorial stuff going on, but you just see it as this like beautiful blue and green and white. Yeah, it's, it's not like
3: the map that's in front of us yeah. with lines that go everywhere right. dividing everything and yeah. uh, you you can't go here, you can't go there. Oh, you can go there, but you got to pay to go there. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So
2: you just see it for what it is, a yeah. planet. Yeah.
3: It, and it is like when you see
1: photos of Earth, it is really beautiful. Yeah. Like you you compare Earth to any other planet in our solar system. They they all have beauty in their own right. Um but Earth is just like this wonder, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like, if cool. you were curious about any of the planets in our solar system, I think Earth would be the first place I'd go if I was an alien.
3: <laughs> well, listening to another conversation of That's doc, really inspirational yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I came up with that on my own day. <laughs> he, he talks about how many planets they discover daily, you know, with these yeah. new telescopes. And he says, you know, those are the you're, – you're looking at – hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of stars and how many of those have multiple planets around them mm-hmm. and he goes we might be the only one with life on it in our galaxy yeah, and it might be the only one in the universe mm-hmm. you Yeah, know? he's just like it's one of the things that is, it's so nice to listen to him because he actually asks those questions he doesn't sit and drone on about how much he knows he's asking questions yeah. and just as excited as you would mm-hmm. be sitting there listening to him you know
2: yeah it's, he's got that level of humility to his um the way he describes the science, yeah, that's like, yeah,
3: just a uh, very relatable. Yeah. I just,
1: what's like the probability? And we've talked about this before, but like the probability that something else or some other life form is out there, whether it's a plant or an animal or whatever it is, is so much higher than that it's not. You know, when because you think about that many stars, that many galaxies, that many like that many chances, it it's got to happen. Yeah, like somewhere.
2: Yeah. I that's think they possible. found microbes. Um, it wasn't from, they haven't published any of the data from Osiris Rex where, um, that was that, that, uh, NASA probe that punched down into Bennu, the asteroid and sucked up the gravel and brought it back. They've started to analyze that, that gravel essentially. But, um, when I was looking into that, cause that recently, that was in August, I think that that landed. Was um, that
1: August? <clears> Holy cow. I think it was August.
2: Yeah. And, um, I didn't realize Japan actually had done a similar mission, but before that, they sent something to an asteroid, went down, sucked gravel from it, and pulled it back. And I think they found microbes on theirs. Wow. Some sort of microbes, yeah.
1: Well, and that's <clears throat> what they're saying is, like, all probability Mars at some point had oceans and presumably some form of life, yeah, whether just, it was an amoeba or, you know.
2: Even the topography of Mars in the way, yeah. like, you can see, just like the like you can in... in planet earth with uh, the grand canyon or certain um physical features that or the mountains in and general it, like right? what yeah. brought
1: life here too you know because at one point earth was molten basically mm-hmm. you know like how did it get here you know it, it's all just so curious that all sorts of questions yeah uh,
3: just a fun fact to know and all since we have google here yes is the known galaxy our galaxy not universe but the known galaxy has 100 to 400 million stars Going across our 100,000 light years, and they're saying that because, you know, usually you hear them say 200 million stars in our galaxy, but they're saying there's so many that are low mass that are, you know, those stars our, that are hard to see.
1: Our galaxy is relatively small, correct?
3: Uh, there's some that are really huge, but, I mean, there's some that are, you know, even in our galaxy, we've got a couple of, you know, clusters that are, yeah you know, globular clusters that are kind of like micro galaxies that we probably absorbed over the course of time.
0: Right. Know. I but didn't know I didn't know that we uh, there we absorbed other clusters yeah like if you look at the uh. m- large Magellanic Cloud and the small
3: Magellanic Cloud they're like sister little yeah galaxies to us well at some point there was one of those big swirling wars going on and that's what's left of those galaxies. Oh, wow. And like they say, at some point in time, the Andromeda Galaxy and us, I don't know, that's another it's thing. In 100 yeah, it's in hundred million years or something. Crazy we're like going to collide. That we're going to collide. Yeah. But yeah. That, that collision takes hundreds of millions of yeah. years, you know. And,
1: you know, you talk about these distances. Yeah, that's a ton of stars within the collision, but the distances are so great. And that, that's what's also crazy is that all of this is happening. All these gravitational forces are happening and we feel nothing. You mm-hmm. know, we're just here in our comfy environment in Pub 39A.
2: Protected by our own gravity, yeah. Sick. Sitting at
1: Mickey a we yeah. just flying Sipping through coffee, space. Reading the paper.
2: When in reality, we're, we're just like... the drive through, Absolutely rocketing through spa- this fabric of space-time. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: And even, like, when you look at... Like, we, we think of our sun as stationary and we're orbiting around it. But, like, the diagrams, when you look at it, our sun within the galaxy... Our sun is traveling at immense speeds. It's going in like a corkscrew. And we're kind of spiraling behind it. Yeah, the
2: whole, our whole solar system is like in a corkscrew. Um, They've done those, because you you always see the diagrams of us in that soleocentric orbit, which is what's happening, but they don't ever show you the actual like three-dimensional picture. You're just seeing the one plane. But when you really put it together, the animations are crazy. Yeah. It's just like we're just corks, corkscrewing yeah. through space. Just Yeah. <laughs> just on a little rock here over what? here.
4: Just little earth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I get those butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> All uh,
1: right. We got to get back to EOTNN yes. News Desk real quick. A couple of things. Yep. So uh, this David Grush guy, he testified for, before Congress. And his effort is to, he was on, he was a, you know, a, a spy or an interrogator and worked in counterintelligence, worked in intelligence. Oh, David, do you want to crack something? Yeah. Continue. You continue yes. your story. Then yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. You crack in the background. That'll be good. That's good podcasting. Um, but he, he worked in counterintelligence and a di- bunch of different mission, like kind of overseas and Afghanistan served in the air force, all sorts of things that would Brilliant! That was uh, nice. And, and, long. and somehow or another, got into you know because this is all military related. Like if we yep. have UFOs and we're trying to reverse engineer, can you use it as a weapon? And you know, and and I'm just repeating things that are from his testimony here, but he was able to confirm that we have in the double digits of crashed spacecraft. Wow, we have in the double digits of biological. Waste or and or maybe some of them survived. Who knows? Partial beings, potentially yeah. partial, partial beings,
0: <laughs> like poo. <laughs> Is that what you
1: mean by waste? Possibly. Oh. Um, and uh, the interesting thing was the first one that he's able to talk about. There may have been ones before this that the United States recovered, but the first one was n- 1933 in Italy. Mm. And so 33, you're talking, you know, Mussolini, Hitler, you know, everything going on there, and the Italians, according to his story, the Italians find this thing, whether it's a farmer or police or army or whoever, finds this thing, and they, they figure it's the Germans. So Mussolini and Hitler get together, invite the Germans in to look at it, and the Germans are like, no, it's not ours. And um, we recovered it because Pope Pius the Twelfth and the Italian mafia were in... Together with the United States, while oh, wow. Mussolini's running things, and Pope Pius the Twelfth tips off. I think it was Roosevelt at oh, that time, wow. and or Eisenhower. Uh, and no, it wasn't Eisenhower. It must have been Roosevelt. Uh, tips him off, like, "Hey, this happened or whatever." We collected that from Italy at wow. the end of the war, and that apparently is one of the first that we had. But um, in the interview, he talks about you know all of our you know he wouldn't say which countries for military secret reasons, but he basically gave the insu- insinuation that, you know, Russia and China both have their programs where they've got their dozen or more craft and whatever they've learned from the ones that they have. He also said that they're, they definitely have them from different, um, different species, maybe like where the, the biologics aren't all the same. So But it led to this whole discussion about, you know, as I said before, with space time, bending space time and you could travel. What is a light year? You know, seems like an eternity to us because we haven't reached that. You know, that that could be like, you know. An inch down the table to them. You know, so um, it, it was just really interesting to hear all these different things that, you know, you can kind of. You know, your imagination goes wild when you start Mm -hmm. thinking about like inner inner galaxy, inner, like beyond our galaxy, you know, travel and and finding these little planets that might be interesting to look at and observe. And
0: yeah. So he said we have these things, but who has them? The government? Or like a secret? Well, so the
3: the Italians have them because they kept coming back, which is why we have 20. So they like garlic bread. (laughs) 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 And oddly enough, you know, they. They are shaped like garlic <laughs> bread. No, um,
1: the big pizza. So, <laughs> <laughs> like so that—that's this whole thing that that Grush is now working on is the. I just said the guy. The what's his name? Uh, Schumer. Schumer. Chuck Schumer. It's 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 like the Schumer something <coughs> act, you know, or whatever, and what they're trying to get is everybody because it's it's not just government it's it's private companies that are government contracted that have crash material material or biologics or whatever and for one the american people have a right to know the world has a right to know that's one of the biggest questions of of humanity is are we alone in all of this that we've talked about and then secondly you know the the thing he talked about is all of these programs you can't get the best and the brightest to work on them because it's not something that, you know, it's like, all right, sign this non-disclosure agreement. You're going to work in this lab, working on this propulsion system. We're going to pay you X. You're never going to be this world-renowned scientist because you can't ever talk about what you've seen here. So his idea is if we can open this all up for discussion, we, you know, you're going to draw out the best and the brightest to, to learn about mm. what else is out there.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And it's, um, yeah, you think about like the types of, like the Bob Lazar types, those are the types of well, dudes that are perfect
1: example be... where this dude, the reason he got recruited is because he put a rocket engine engine in his Honda civic or right. something. And he's,
2: that's what that, I mean is he's like a, I mean, you listen to Bob Lazar speak. He's, he's a goofy guy. Like he's quirky and just like, he's and, a, and he was an easy guy for them to erase too.
1: Yeah. If, if in fact everything about him is true, he never graduated from Harvard. He did like he was a genius, mm-hmm. is a genius, but he didn't, like, he was a very easy guy to erase from, oh, he never worked here, he never graduated from Harvard, it's just a, some kook, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's well, interesting. What was that element that they... Uh, 115. 115. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
3: not to interrupt you, but that uh, crack that we heard while you were talking. There, yes. David, uh, yes. Nathan, yeah. David cracked that beer, and I took a sip before we did a cheers, and I really like this beer. Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's very good. It's up. Cosmic we, Fruition. It cosmic from, Fruition. Uh, our
0: friends at uh, Broadleaf. Broadleaf Brewing. Yeah, we're, we're all drinking
1: Tasty. From Honor or Broadleaf uh,
2: mugs. Though. And I think... Uh, yeah, so this is what... I found this one at Megabev, and... Um, the art doesn't really give too much of a spacey vibe, but maybe a little bit. If you, I don't know, you could imagination can go whatever direction. I guess. It's but like the a
4: gaseous
1: cloud.
2: Yes, yeah, some sort of gaseous. <laughs> I um, do. This is one it's of my a Gaseous favorites. cloud, John. The um, description is quite space themed, though. The cosmos. It's as big a place, or sorry, it's a big place, and it needs big hot flavors to keep expanding. Cosmic fruition hazy IPA provides that in intergalactic abundance. Citra and El Dorado hops combine to create tropical fruit basket flavors and aromas of papaya, orange, mango, guava, and pineapple. That was for sure written by, written by Ward. I can yeah, tell. Yeah,
1: that that's um, a pretty spot on description too. It's very tart. You get a lot of that mango, guava. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's it's very
3: good. good. Nice beer. Back it's to your uh, story. Classified okay. oh, as a hazy idea. Should I read? You want to go
0: back to the news desk? I mean, does anybody have any questions for me, Dad? Can I uh, get you a, a top off? How about a warm-up? How about a warm-up, babe? Uh,
3: <laughs> or a cool-down, ne- babe? Got a newspaper?
0: <clears throat> the, um,
2: the, the, there is one more beer as well, which we'll, uh, which we'll have here as we get ourselves into the second half. Um, one of the big things, too, um, of course, this episode, as we transition out of um, the EOTNN and into um, the primetime portion of the discussion which is our 2024 eclipse planning session number one and i think that um the best way to introduce this for those that are listening because i know for a fact that those that are friends of ours from the podcast and beyond um are looking to what our plans are to make their own plans I mean, so, we're
1: kind of trendsetters.
2: Yeah. No. It, well, I mean, we've th- this is uh, this is the sh- this is the big show. This is the big leagues. This is the NHL. Right? You you got yep.
3: uh, two honor badges, though. I mean, you've been to a total eclipse and an annular yeah, eclipse. Yeah, I did. get and, super uh, lucky to get the annular. He's yeah. not uh, here to boast. The but, rest of the, the rest of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rest of the team is working just that second uh, total. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, this is well, gonna. No, be, this will
3: be my. Oh you're, a this, you're, oh, you're a virgin Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. This is and about to
2: blow, blow your mind. So, so. I, just, uh, I just read an article too, just to get things hyped up a bit. The way that we you know, we were talking like soleocentric orbits earlier, just the way that the earth is in orbit with the sun, and Gordon mentioned this when we spoke with him, but I saw it in another news article just recently. Because of the way that we're oriented specifically, obviously the moon, the sun, earth, all in perfect alignment, but in where it's all at, it's going to be, like, one of the most magnificent eclipses. They said the corona is going to be, like, way crazier.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Back over to the news desk real quick to mention this. Because <laughs> Dave Grush, he is an amateur astronomer. He has a okay. telescope. He lives out in Colorado. So he, he said he gets great night skies or whatever. And he's, he's really into space, but he's never a u- ufologist, he called. Or he never followed that. But he did point out one interesting thing. Our moon is very interesting in that we it is, like, the perfect size for a solar eclipse given its size and our proximity to the sun. And its It's, a, it's a rare occasion that you get that, you know, and I, I don't know how we can held determine at, that.
3: Held at arm's length, you're looking at pretty much the same size right. as mm-hmm. the sun in the sky. Yeah, this
1: morning yeah. It was like a bright, like, bright full almost full moon up north.
3: And it's like that looked like the sun in the sky. Yeah, for well, like what Matt just saw, where the we're not as close, uh, so that you can actually see the sun around the moon on an annular. Right. Uh, it's almost the perfect size all the time, but, yeah. but you know our, our orbits kind of an ellipse, so it's a little bit further away, a little closer, a little further away, kind of things. So. Right.
1: It's just interesting. Like, how did that all work out when? Just going back to what we were talking about, like yeah. the size, the scope, the like size. all of that. How did how did it e- e- work out perfectly that we get a total solar eclipse? Mm-hmm. Our
3: galaxy, a hundred thousand light years across, there are six million miles in one light year. One light year times a hundred thousand.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Six million miles in one light year times a hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. Quick yeah. math. Come on. Come on. Come on. No. <laughs> A lot. It's not up there. Okay. Your ears are smoking. You, you, can, you can keep going.
2: It ain't up there. <laughs> yeah. It's That's the perspective the of everything. It's nuts. Yeah. In the celestial event of everything lining up. So that was cool. That, that To see that news article, obviously, it's, it's no surprise that we, I mean, we heard that first. We heard that from Gordon way back. And they're just talking about it in the news. We've got the intel. So. But, yeah, the soliocentric orbit is going to produce, apparently, some sort of magnificent solar corona, uh, which is going to be so cool. That's the light that shines out from behind the moon.
0: Hell, I'd take I'm what sorry. we
2: got last time. I correct myself. Yeah, frothy six, six
3: trillion miles in one light year. Six trillion? Six trillion miles oh. in one light year. You can't eat like... Times 100,000. What is that? I can't Quick believe math.
0: it's been seven years... Just since, like, stop with this, like, insane math right now. I can't believe it's been seven <laughs> years since the eclipse that I we saw in 2017. That's what we were
2: saying before. That's it's just
0: crazy how that flew by that quickly. You consider, like, okay, we're in
2: uh Did which, you guys skip September months because you are
1: only on Ep 70? Did you skip um,
2: some? Well, yeah, there's been a few here and there that we've missed. Okay. But we're pretty, yeah. I mean, pretty close. Because what close. is seven is, what would be, like, nine, or... It, it should be... What's seven times, or sorry, well, eight get, times... Yeah. Uh, six times twelve is seventy two, so Yeah. Seven, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, seventy two. We didn't start, we didn't S- start doing the podcast right away either. We did it, there was a couple no, we did. September twenty seventeen was, se- was September? our September? Yeah. September okay. was our first <laughs> Well, I'm, no we're not gonna
0: run it back. <laughs> um <laughs> the Hi, the, uh, the span though, yeah, no we saw on eclipse. <laughs> yeah, I, oh man, it's it's still seven years later saying the same thing.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy to think, like, we're in December, December um, 1st, of course, and April is just boom. We're here suddenly, and that's wild in and of itself. And then what David and I were saying before is, like, but then to think, yeah, this, the fact of how fast that seven years felt, mm-hmm. it's a little scary. Yeah. Like, it really flies. Um, that yeah. time, it, it just flies, don't it? But <clears throat> so we have um, the 2024 solar eclipse map. Uh, totality map uh, not the fatality map as a co-worker asked me I was printing this map out at work and uh, it takes a little while probably takes five minutes to come off the roll it's a big wide format printer and uh, someone came and said yeah uh, what are you printing I said a totality map and they said a fatality map <laughs> yeah the uh, the moon acts as a big magnifying glass
4: so, yeah, so anything look in
1: it's path
2: just gets scorched <laughs> <laughs> that path yeah you look out and it's going to burn you um, no, yeah, it was pretty funny. And then even when I correct, when I was like, oh, no, 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 totality. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, he had yeah. no idea what I was talking about. Whatever,
4: but dork.
0: When you look at the this, <coughs> like, the like width of the path, though, it's pretty freaking massive. It's chunky this time. It's way chunky. If you Let's turn get some Indiana
3: earth. sideways, that's darn near the width of Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah it is thick. Um, <laughs> it's girthy <coughs> and thick. So if you turn Kentucky on its side, I darn, I think it would fit.
2: 'Cause what really? is it across the state of Michigan? Two fifty? Uh, two eighty from width to width, three hundred, maybe? Three hundred, probably? No, it's like no. two twenty. Yeah. Two twenty. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this this path is um, probably yeah, the width of call it maybe the, the the horizontal sorry, the vertical width of Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's got some girth. And as a result, it uh, that what that represents, if you consider how the shadow is being cast onto um, the, the the land uh, onto like the the surface of the earth the thick band is very representative of course of a very long totality so at where maybe the peak is going to be four minutes and 20 seconds four minutes and 30 seconds maybe somewhere in that range in 2017 is two minutes 40 seconds right we, so. we should
1: probably give some credit on this this was this graph was done by Michaela garrison and the scientific visualization studio SVS mm-hmm. in other words mm-hmm. If, you, if you're on the inside, it's just SVS. Yeah. Uh, in collaboration with NASA's Heliophysics oh, yeah. Activation Team, NASA 100, 100, HEAT.
0: 115 miles wide. Yeah. Sorry to yeah. interrupt. It's got the but little facts. Right, right in front of me. I didn't <laughs>
1: see it. <laughs> well, but NASA HEAT is a part of uh, NASA's science activation portfolio. So,
2: yeah. thank you, <clears throat> NASA and I will say for Michael's, those, <laughs> for, for listeners that are interested in space photography, imagery, um, maps like this, that space, sorry, science visualization studio that's represented there from NASA. It's free. And the, this map was 200 megabytes, which is insane for an image file. The, it was like 110,000 by 30,000 pixels. Like it's hyper crisp. Like it was, it's a very, very high quality image. And, um, it's, it's all free. So it's pretty cool. Public domain and um so yeah we printed it out it's 24 inch wide map uh with including the the white there and then however long i think it's i don't know 36 inches we're like gonna frame this um yeah it turned out really good i i was happy with the quality of the of the paper and so yeah we have it here on the table at pub 39a to no one begin spill our discussions
3: and we the capitalists are taking total advantage, too. I was looking at hotels today since I've got that mountain of hotel points. They want $1,000 a night if you're oh, going out of here. I am serious. Yeah. So this, Are the, you serious? The major chains all want a grand a night.
2: And this is where uh, this episode 70 is a really important one because, like I said, as I was introducing this, um, <coughs> friends of the podcast that are looking to make plans are waiting for us to make our plans, for sure, because they, they want to be with us. So. so
3: we will make our reservations first, then let them know <laughs> because <laughs> right. I did find a couple that were under 250 definitely
1: yeah i I mean i can see 300 are you a thousand though
2: come
3: on that's crazy just
2: get it that that makes me mad that's crazy now i will say there are alternatives too um there's a lot of camps campgrounds uh, as we know we, we we actually found this out with 2017 because there was a point in time where we were looking at kind of a campground type place in jefferson city missouri and the campgrounds in the path all do a really nice job obviously they recognize that the event is Uh, coming through their area and they'll do like a special thing where you, you still have to reserve a spot certainly. And so it's more of like a time sensitivity thing than a cost uh, cost thing, but it's far less cost prohibitive than spending $1,200 a night in, you know, so Dad, you're flying, but, right?
3: But there are those guys that were doing things when we went to the eclipse in 2017. That were saying you can park in our yard for 25 bucks, and we went down to the dentures in an hour, where you come out looking like Bucky Beaver. But <laughs> <laughs> affordable <laughs> dentures. <Yeah. laughs> there you go. But it's uh, on the map, right there, David.
2: <laughs> yeah, affordable
3: dentures. So that's. Are you flying though, Dad? Sorry. Well, I thought about doing that, and actually, if you guys were driving, I could fly down, rent a motorhome, and pick you guys up. Ooh, or nice!
1: Could, yeah, that would be that would be sweet. We got to talk with Iron Mike. Well, I mean, we and if we need we, to talk about his camper. Well, yeah. that
3: would that would keep it flowing and fluid because if, like we did at the twenty seventeen, if you know, Carbondale, Illinois was going to be cloudy that day, and we took off and said, well, na- day before we changed where we were going, mm-hmm. and uh, found a new location and. Uh, you, you, Got to keep it fluid. I think you know, like we yeah. said, you're going to be down there in kind of Tornado Alley at Tornado Time. Yeah. April in uh, Texas, North Texas, you know, Middle Texas, whatever. Oklahoma. Yeah, you're going to be in that. Uh, we ranch call it North Central Texas, where the, where the weather could get bad right there. Yeah, for them, sure. Them Longhorn steer might go to hiding. So that's one disclaimer uh,
2: to those that are in listening in in efforts to make their own plans. We this is our first discussion, right? Um, and we'll f- formulate our plan A, essentially. And this is uh, something that stays fluid. It's a very important piece to the eclipse chasing experience. Uh, just like Gordon said, um, the weather in this one is going to be uh, the winds, I guess, uh, during this time of year. Follow this path, which is unfortunate, right? So in the 2017, it was the opposite. So you could drive. In Hopkinsville, we had perfect skies. But if we didn't, we could have driven like 20 minutes east and been like out of the clouds. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's like it kind of, the direction you'd be driving along the path would potentially be following that front of clouds. So it's going to be important to, to we're not, follow the weather. We're
1: not too far from Fayetteville. No. Well, maybe we'll the get same. totally lucky Pack and it'll bikes. be a
0: clear day in Indy. Mm-hmm. You can just go down to Indy. We don't have to go that far. Right. For sure. Right. Well, the, the yeah. trouble with that, though, is if you're going to book a flight,
3: well, I'm. Yeah. That's one of those things where if I were to go down there, I would go early, and you know, I could meet you guys wherever. You know, but yeah, if mean, he's
0: retired, he could do whatever he wants. And and yeah, the thing is, like I, you definitely I could take more
3: flights than Dr. Gordon Telepin.
2: You Definitely have take, to plan A. Right. Like so we uh we have to commit to one for now to, I, to at least we, we get we have it, to make a goal spot. Yes. Where that's what Gordon said. You have to like he that's what he's doing. Gordon is going to Austin. His backup is somewhere in Missouri.
3: I was gonna say and, Austin looks kinda like uh ground zero for a nice target city because yeah. you could probably get in and out of there fairly easy out to yep. totality. I mean to maximum totality.
1: There's yeah. also we directs to, we could go to Fort Worth.
0: Uh, there's direct to Dallas. There's direct from Grand Rapids to Austin. Another okay. thing to think about: What does El Nino do to this equation in yes. terms of the weather mm-hmm. pattern? They're yeah. saying not a not a real snowy winter
1: for us. Does that mean a clear spring? Yeah, I would or hope so. Does that mean a rainy spring? It depends. Right yeah.
2: So yeah. the weather is definitely a factor, but it's of course the one the one factor that is most difficult to control.
1: Which brings me to our next guest. <laughs> We need to get Bill Bill Stefan on here. Oh, yeah! We need to talk to him.
2: Yes, get him on. He'll study El Nino pattern. He'll tell us what he thinks is the highest probability of a clear day. I will say so. I know, obviously, prices will will be slightly inflated, um, but when I flew to from Grand Rapids direct to Austin, um, round trip, no stops, it was one hundred twenty eight bucks. So it it, like the not bad at all. Look
3: it up tonight. Let's see what it's going for on. uh, yeah, April. check check April, like April Houston, six, Austin. Seven. We're driving though, aren't DFW? Uh, yeah, we? I'm, I'm probably going to drive.
2: I, yeah, I, we can. I might be flying. <laughs> I got to bring the scope. And, and I've got to bring the stuff. tent. So I'm driving yeah. for sure. So Austin, I yeah. mean, it looks like, uh, um, you know, w- when you start considering the timing of it, the weather, the uh, ability to get to it, all those things. Of course, there's pros and cons with everywhere. But it kind of feels like Austin might be a nice balancing point for, like you said, um, a ground zero kind you of know, like a landing pad. You know Elon's gonna be there. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. What if we Tesla. bump into him and? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe Eric has a cyber
0: truck. <laughs> oh, get We're his autograph. <laughs> Whoa, that'd be so cool.
2: You can just drive the cyber truck into the eclipse path. Because uh, uh, the one thing to say about Austin for those that are listening that can't see the map, you know, pull the, maybe pull definitely pull up a map while you're planning. But what you'll find is that Austin. Is at the very fringe of totality. So if you were in Austin and you just stayed there, you're only going to get about one minute of totality. But on you ex- do get totality. You do get totality, no but you got to get you got to get to the center. You're close enough. Drive inward to the. Uh, yeah, e- don't w- be a lazy ass. What would that be east,
0: right? No west. West. Northwest.
2: You would go northwest and get yourself into that center line.
0: Okay. Do you guys? You guys want some more? Uh, uh, yeah. Please little give little us OST. some facts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait for it. What? Wait for it for it. Hold on a second. We, thought you, we thought you had okay. it pulled up. <laughs> yeah, I do have it up. Yeah, you interrupted so everything. Just, just do some, uh, you know, brainstorming here. Um, you know, give it some thought. Um, what do you think was the longest ever recorded eclipse, and when do you think it was? Ooh, total solar eclipse. Actually, recorded would be not in the too far
3: past. I'm gonna say. I mean, it could go back to Roman times, but. Six, well, what's your answer?
2: Seven minutes.
1: Seven minutes, thirty seconds. <clears throat> seven and minutes. And I'm gonna say it was in.
0: Oh wow! Trying to you think. cheated. No, I didn't. Was that seven thirty? Uh, seven minutes, twenty-seven seconds. Ooh. Uh,
1: year? I'm gonna go. 1855.
2: I'll
3: say. I'll say 1703. I'm. I'm gonna go with. Uh, 1206. Or no, I'm going to go with 1215 in that I'm retiring on 1215.
0: Boom. Uh well, you guys are a little off. <laughs> um June 15 743 BC. Uh-hoo. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. That's a yeah. long time, and they actually recorded how, yeah, that. How, yeah, I call well, we probably chis- re- reverse a, they, engineered chis- it. Yeah, chisels well,
3: chis- 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 into a stone. You know,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, they know the orbits. They know, they can predict the future. How do we think we know about this one? They know about the,
1: right. uh, no, know. the But my point is, it wasn't recorded then. We know that it
3: happened then. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it, another it, another thing hence, about this, map, it's recorded. You know, maps, uh, Matt talking about the quality of the map. You look at all the major cities there; they're in the total yeah you know, i mean like darn your dead center totality mm-hmm. you know you got cleveland indy uh as you go down the map toward you there Nate. looking at it from here it's upside yeah. down you got but
1: cleveland I mean, indy um you're not you're not far out of st louis yeah you're not dallas. far out of
3: uh you got dallas i mean, I mean you go
1: right through arkansas you got little rock right there you got dallas you got austin san antonio
3: yep. yeah Major, Um, major uh, metropolises that are right smack in the middle of this thing. And And can can you imagine being a school teacher in one of those areas right now, planning for that coming up? You would hope the teachers would be planning for that. Oh, yeah. And saying, hey, kids, we're all going to make eclipse projectors, you know, like I did when I was a kid when the one went through Detroit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You make you just take a box, call it a paper ream box today. And you put a white piece of paper on the end, and you cut a hole in the back, and put a piece of aluminum foil on it, and poke a pinhole in it, and it projects the eclipse onto that little piece of paper that's in the front.
1: That's exactly what I did in 2017.
3: What about uh, let's somebody's got a map here or a, on your phone? How long does it take to drive to Austin or to Dallas? From?
1: I think it's in the 22-hour
2: range.
3: I looked it up; it might
2: have been like 18. Let me. So that's almost an overnighter than it's. Wow,
3: this is interesting. Which which would not be a bad idea if you took it and went. Oh yeah, halfway down. You go halfway down, and then you could see that day. Do we need to go back north? Do we need to go south? You know. But
2: that's where the problem lies for you. (laughs) Well, here's the deal too. I have to say, so we're gonna want to remain fluid, but we are also going to have a full gaggle of people with us. So like yeah. there, we have to we have to come up with some sort of a plan because there's people like friends of the podcast John Harris emailed back actually went, I forgot to say this but Ecliptic of course uh, unfortunately sold and he we sent him kind of a well wishes and he responded and he said thanks for the note it's been a great great time working with you when where are we going yeah. that's what he said at the end nice like, John yeah so he's coming so we we got to come up with like our plan and um, I'll, let me look up how far it is to drive. Hey,
1: John, uh, since we're uh, on that topic, what's
2: the cheapest place for you to
1: fly beer to?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What city on that path? We're looking
1: at just just engorge and make beer wherever we go. What city
3: on that path has good breweries? St. Louis is good.
2: Yeah, St. Louis has good breweries. 19 hours is the uh, distance driving. 19. So I would probably make it to Austin. To Austin. Oh, oh a sizzle. Oh, Frothy. <laughs> so
0: oh you're f- gonna spill. Spill. Sp-
2: oh. low, low, just low, drink
1: low, it. No, just level, drink
0: it.
3: Lovell's got it.
0: Lovell's oh. got it covered. Yeah, Lovell's
2: got this covered. This is what he level this is Lovell's. Uh, uh, Lovell's going, right
3: going dad, sweet. Oh, dad <laughs> just give, can, That's a good puddle, dad. That's
2: got a little sizzle.
3: <laughs> what did
1: you just attempt to open? <laughs>
3: there you go, pal.
1: No, oh, there's no head on
2: that one. <laughs> I had him. Of my, I a scene. <laughs> look at <how> much <laughs> he's got on that thing it's it's uh it had a bit of a sizzle to it, didn't it david go ahead and uh, pour everybody else's uh will wait I'll wait till <laughs> the til second
1: second round for you to pour mine. <laughs> I was trying to go
0: for like a really good crack too yeah, that was bad um the
3: actually decatur illinois might be a good uh stopping off point on a short route, you know, I don't know. I mean, we would have to actually, this is showing us the map of the eclipse. We would have to look at the roadmap and say, okay, where mm-hmm. do we want to go that would be easy to get to totality? If in the case that we don't want to go all the way to Texas, we want to go cut back and go to Ohio.
2: Mm-hmm. I think for sure to have a, like a plan A and a plan B.
4: Like right. Zach, out.
1: Zach lives just on the Illinois side of St. Louis. You can't be more than is that Belleville there? Or? He, well, it's not on the map, but I know it's right next to St. Louis on the Illinois side. Um, it that wouldn't be a bad spot to go because you're only, <clears throat> I don't know, call it an hour and a half. I just yeah. Say if David north. says it was
3: 115 miles wide. Or yeah. Was, was it? Yeah. A long, yeah. So you're, yeah, about you're a maybe
1: an hour and a half north of the longest
3: portion of totality. Yeah. So the advantage of going to Texas is we get how many seconds more than if we go to Indy?
2: Um, about 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think uh, by the time you get up in here in a main, so the way that this map is oriented, there's four, uh, yeah, four lines on each side of the band representing one minute, two minute, three, and four minutes of totality. And by the time you get up here, you can see that the lines get much narrower. Right. Ends.
3: And you're also looking at where your finger is there up in New England. You're looking at an ellipse. And as you get further south into Texas, you're looking at a circle. So, that yeah, it's a much more, you know, prime time totality.
2: Yeah. This that's the direct shadow right. up here. This right. is not so much. I mean, it is. It's obviously the shadow is moving. Right. But it's starting to the curves are going away from one another at that point. Right. And so um, up here, I think it's, uh, the center is just a, a little over three minutes and then down over in south, uh, Southeast Texas, you're looking at four minutes and 20 seconds. Wow. So um, so I think, what, yeah, I like the idea of settling in on a plan A, something that would be like the full committal if, it, if the weather's looking great and we feel comfortable um, moving through with uh, Austin as our A plan, but then come up with a B plan, whether that B is Indy
3: or St. Louis. Little or Rock. I mean, Little Rock is kind of halfway in between, it looks like, from here. That, you, know, you guys might see it a little better, like, with Little Rock right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's... it's uh, between Grand Rapids or... Actually, little Rock's in totality. Right. That's yeah, a, it's yeah. like
2: a minute, uh, probably about a minute and a half, it looks like, based on the map.
3: But that would also be the midpoint where you could chase it south or north from the midpoint and, uh, you know...
0: I like I like this difference here. I mean, unless you want to go in this mid mid area, but I think like upper yeah, because like, go north Indy or south, or, Indy or Dallas, yeah, no Kay. Austin or Indy.
2: I would say Austin A and then Indy B. Like just set it up that way, so that yeah. way we have and it's perfect too. Because if you're you'd want
3: your Joko contingency, in
0: Indy, he could hook us up. Oh yeah, we could say Jocon's yard. No, oh, yeah, we, we could, could
3: we could rent a dorm over at the school, and mm. you would also
0: want we got connections in Indy. Oh yeah, we do. That's why yeah, I was we're saying. Can, we want the, the contingency order. to be the shorter yep, trip, do.
5: right?
2: Like if, if it's like the A plan is to go far, you, you would want, I feel like naturally it would make sense for the B plan to be sh- the shorter distance, right? Cause you're like making a decision on the fly. We're just going to go to Indy and you figure too where David was pointing. Like when you had your hand spread out between Austin and Indy, if it's bad weather in Austin, I feel like you're pretty safe. I mean, obviously, you don't know. It could be just a full cloud on the entire band. But it's far enough away where you Can would imagine? expect that the weather would be
1: good. Can yeah, you imagine, like, the only place we could see it is, like, Upper
3: Maine Because it's
1: just cloud
3: over. That would suck. <laughs> that would be just the <laughs> or, absolute worst. Or we look at flights to Dallas and Austin and see if they're in the air during totality.
4: Ooh.
3: And we no, I'd rather be on the ground. <laughs> well, you fly during totality... You catch it in the air, you land, you go outside the airport.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm just going to go. and. No, I try I'm, to just, get I'm trying to be scientific. I'm not evil Knievel here, okay? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to just be in one spot and catch it.
2: The um, interesting thing, too, about Austin, if you consider...
4: <clears throat> so, flight.
2: Austin and Indy, both good places to... F- there's an airport there, right, in Indy? Yeah. Oh, yeah huge. So So, huge. you fly into Indy.
0: <laughs> what?
4: Yeah, of course, there's an airport well, in Indy Sorry, <laughs> I meant a big. Is it like a Grand
2: Rapids? <laughs> no, no, it's no, Is yeah, it somewhere it's where you like can connect Atlanta. into? It's, it's like a, yeah, yeah it's, it's huge. So if it's if there's a good connecting airport in Indy, there's a good connecting airport in Austin for those that want to fly, right? I'm think because we have to think about more than just us. We have to think about um you know gary and mike tekela and like all these people that want to come with us
3: how many guys are you talking like is it worth going and renting a van reserving a 12 no reserving a 12 passenger van and just saying i was thinking rv or rv i I mean mean, i think that we'll and and with with the (laughs) rv with the rv you've got a place to stay
0: yeah you can just pull in a freaking walmart parking lot and yeah
2: that's the most fluid option for sure. So I feel like that's... Do we want to kind of... I know it's just the first first meeting um, and we'll start writing this stuff down and building out a real plan, but... You've got it recorded. We, we also have it recorded. Do we want to settle
0: in on that? Do we feel comfortable? I like that. Plan A, I Austin. Like that a lot.
2: Plan B, Indie. Yeah.
0: Does can that, we Can we close this key decision? Yeah. I feel like Indy has a... <laughs> yes.
2: The corporate... <laughs> oh, it just hit me. My brain is like numb <laughs> from the workday. Can we get that decision by EOD, please? <laughs> I, I do <laughs> we feel like KDD. Indy
1: has a, a high probability of being clear. Like... But it's April 8th. Yeah, it's the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I just... You know, we get a lot of the clouds because of the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. But... And a lot of the systems kind of circle through there yeah it could be a torrential downpour <laughs> in indy but it could also be like i feel like it's going to be one or the other it's going to be great or it's going to be terrible and, and the, uh,
3: the thing is is like within 24 to 48 hours you need to make that call right i yeah. mean you can't just
1: go okay so we we we're going to step just, on it if we're going to austin if
3: you're going to austin <laughs> from indy yeah i mean and and honestly looking at it on a plane even if you could fly during the eclipse it's going to outrun you anyway it's yeah gonna, it's yeah. going to go it's it's Honestly, a little is there a, is there
0: just a highway that goes along the path and we'll just keep driving until well, we get some clear sky? When I looked if at the we, driving route, it is kind some.
2: Of I meant, yeah. It is kind of like that, yeah. Um, and I was going to look too. You figure somewhere like Austin, regardless of when it is, what it, Texas gets like two hundred something days of sunshine or something crazy, yeah. like it never rains. So um, it's an interesting. It's I think it would be the perfect plan to have the a and the b because like i was saying like they're polar opposites kind of you've got a midwest city and you have like a desert city yeah if if the desert city is rainy you i feel like it would probably be pretty clear up in the midwest and vice versa so it's um it's a good it's a good place to land on and i think um for people like so like john harris austin would be what is that? That's probably about the same, right? From Oregon to Austin versus Oregon to Indy. Probably, or is it further to Indy? I don't know. Either way, he'd have good access to either via a, via a nice flight. Yeah. Um, but I loved that he was like, he's like, yeah, thanks so much for the partnership over the years. Where are we going? <laughs> I, I love like, it. Yes. The man's committed. So, um, And then Patrick, you know, who, I'm sure he'll want to at least get the, the, the Intel as to where we're going. Yeah. From, from Underberg. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be, a great time and we are not that far we're getting really close so i'm excited that we got our first meeting under the belt and we'll just keep the you want to just keep the map like let's just just keep it out and just keep yeah yeah Yeah. keep doing it um so we will uh are we wrapping up i think yeah i want to throw up one more toast yeah don't throw up a toast we didn't even really introduce uh, we also this. We
3: have a, an, an eclipse with a seven minute twenty five second totality Ooh. coming up in South America in 2024 October. Oh, I, I have that time off.
0: Let's go. Where about? <laughs> you already got that PTO logged. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks.
1: Uh, Cheers. For joining us, racer, yeah. chaser, dad. Thanks. And for having also, um, I, I I do want to throw a toast up because I feel like. You have been a huge inspiration to this podcast. Yes, your space enthusiasm and and bringing David and I up in a you know a home where we had a telescope and science friendly, yeah, a space yeah, house. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I I, I, I would just want to toast to you yes. and your contributions to EOT. Thank you. Yes,
0: I, I would like to just say another toast while we're going around the table. Thank you for conceiving me. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I and, knew that and would come. Thank you for working your ass off and putting us through school. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs>
2: Thanks for paying tuition
0: and all that good stuff.
2: 14 more days until the retirement. So
1: big cheers to you.
3: 10 working days and I have a day and a half off. Beautiful. Eight and we're a half. all
1: going to be at the retirement party, yeah, I guess. aren't we? Well, I think oh, yeah.
3: that, I think that needs to remain fluid as well because there's no. a luncheon at work. And well, then yeah, I th- but we're going partying after but I, that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm <laughs> it's just, like a pub crawl. To, no, we need we're going remain, partying we need after that. To what fluid?
0: Yeah, the the plan would be like a luncheon and then a post crawl. Well, they're supposed <laughs> yes. to be actually what they're supposed
3: to be is just so the guys can enjoy it too. Is go over to Brands and you know the company will pick up the tab at Brands for a few drinks. Or I mean, I imagine the guys will stay there for a few hours, but yeah. I don't want to start getting people buying me shots. So yeah, you, know, you go got in your, there you get your son's no,
2: for that.
0: No shots. No, no, we're not 21. We, you okay. can
2: move on from brands and we'll go to, I don't know. We'll, we can hit some spots. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: <laughs> Never mind.
2: <laughs> Maybe the local gentleman's club will be open that night. <laughs> last, last but all you can eat buffet. A brunch buffet. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, exciting time I mean the eclipse is coming up your retirement is on the n- very near
3: horizon actually it's kind of not a retirement it's a retirement from working but it's uh, going into life going wow this is going to be fun yeah, yeah that's you know. awesome I that's mean, exactly it, it. yeah hey,
1: I'll, I'll say this too uh you were up for Thanksgiving yeah and I was very impressed race chaser hiked up to the top of the hill with us hiked that's all awesome. the way down the guy's in phenomenal shape and uh he's got a lot of life in front of him so Got it's a, of it's, it's a celebration right of
2: getting done with the shit part of work, yeah. of working life and really living life. And onward to um, having the time that you need to just do
0: whatever you want to do, yeah. which right. is yeah. so cool. I feel like fishing. What day is yeah, it? You yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. You oh, could, it's uh, Thursday. <laughs> You could make model airplanes. You could uh, you could do whatever you want. Do the, do the, you could go uh, to Mickey
3: D's every morning for a cup I, I, of Joe. I could do the Saturn V Estus rocket. I could yes. do the uh, the that Redstone the Estus yeah. rocket. Yeah,
0: that'd be hilarious. Just just retire and just start launching rockets <laughs> every morning, <laughs> <laughs> every single day. <laughs>
3: What's Williams doing? I don't know. It's on a launch pad. Again. He really likes rockets. He bought a lot of
2: property in a really undesirable part of the
3: state. Old man Williams is drinking
2: again, launching rockets. <laughs> the man retired and then is just obsessed with rocketry. <laughs> He's devoted his life. Start a YouTube channel where you just launch rockets.
3: You probably could do you, that with one of us. You and Emrys You what, and Emirates will do it. Yeah, you with could. You, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say with you and your kids and what they watch, we got to start doing oh, that. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Do like an RC rocket yeah. airplane. As I told or, you, I'm yeah, not afraid or, to exploit my child.
3: With, you with the weather balloon. I mean, yeah. the, you know, in college, that was, you know, yeah, do the weather fun balloons. stuff.
2: Yeah, just send stuff around. Yeah. It's it's uh, an exciting time. And it was a great episode 70. I think we covered a lot of cool topics, whether it was Starship, um, the uh, alien EOTNN life. alien yes. life, and of course, our eclipse planning phase one resurrecting
3: um, a sleeping 9 11. Yes, that as well.
2: Yeah. Talking talking Porsches. Um, it was a great episode and a great. I feel confident in our first step uh, with our plan. It was it was something that we, uh, we we're looking forward to doing. We've got it behind us now, and we can start making our plans. And I think that's great for our listeners as well.
3: Need a head count and a committal.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We're, that's what we should start doing is we'll we'll start talking with, of course, the folks that are close to us with the podcast and the and the cycling team and whatnot but also beyond start reaching out to the partners that want to yeah. come and get a good head count. I think that'll be important. Um, and we'll make it happen
0: for sure. I think between
2: yeah. now and then one last thing is to get Gordon on once more.
3: Yeah, for sure. And Bill Steffen, and Bill Steffen. Gordon is your eclipse guy that you guys uh, talk yeah. to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolute. Like masterclass of eclipse knowledge. Um, incredible, incredible person so he might love eclipses more than us oh, he does <laughs> oh yeah we'll get gordon on i think maybe he'd be a great like uh if the eclipse is in april maybe like in february february get yeah. him back on yeah for Definitely. sure a couple months in advance it'll be a fun time so we'll uh we'll wrap episode 70 uh give us a follow of course on instagram at eclipse on tap and x at eclipse on tap xs us um, um on x and uh, follow us on the Apple Podcast and Spotify if you happen to be um, a Spotify person. We're there too. And so. drink your
3: underbergs.
2: Drink your bergs, and um, we'll especially we'll cheers this holiday season. Absolutely, this oh, is yeah. the this is like we said last time. This is underberg Super Bowl. This yes. period between yeah. Christmas oh. and and uh, and Thanksgiving. So, we'll cheers this episode seventy. We'll see you in Jan or uh, yeah, <sighs> January. That's weird. That is kind of weird. Episode 71.
0: 2024. In the year of the eclipse. Oh, baby.
2: Yeah, we'll talk to you in
1: 2024. Yeah. Cheers. (laughs) Sleep tight, everyone.